0: to the one who's listening to me right now that know you wasted months, if not years, chasing after that relationship that you knew would never work. I did. I know many of you listening to me right now have found yourself in similar situations. Not only did I find myself chasing at the wrong relationships, but I learned through my own failures that I wasted years in the wrong career, making the wrong business decision, trying to obtain what we all like to call the American Dream. You know, riches, status, and fame. And I'm sure some of you have either been down that road or headed down that road right now. And if that's you, if you're that one listening to me right now, I want you to know you don't have to sell your soul. But by you taking heed to this series, you can avoid the affairs of entanglement. I am Shanina Walker. We will be continuing with our series entitled Affairs of Entanglement. Today begins part two, business affairs. Let's wrap. Our key scripture for this entire series is coming from 2 Timothy. 2 Timothy, the second chapter, beginning at the fourth verse, and it reads thus, No man that worth entangled himself with the affairs of this life, that he may please him who have chosen him to be a soldier. Now we know from our intro of Affairs of Entanglement, as well as part one, Affairs of the Heart, that this was the Apostle Paul speaking to his son Timothy, letting him know that he is chosen by God to be a soldier. Therefore, he should endure hardness as a good soldier. Not only should he endure hardness as a good soldier of Jesus Christ, but he was warning him, to not allow himself to get entangled with the affairs of this life. And we know that on our previous Let's Wrap of Affairs of the Heart Part 1, we talked about family affairs, emotional affairs, and sexual affairs that in today's application, we can find ourselves getting entangled with. Timothy is being warned by the Apostle Paul, don't allow yourself to get entangled with the affairs of life. But in fact, you should please him who have chosen you to be a soldier you have now been enlisted into the army of the lord it is our job as soldiers as a good soldier to please the one who had enlisted us into the army so today we're going to be talking about business affairs now when i begin to think about business affairs the spirit of the lord begin to give me things that we find ourselves getting entangled with when it comes to the business of life am i saying that we should not handle our business no not at all but what i am saying is that we cannot allow things of business to become an entanglement to our lives we cannot allow money we cannot allow status or neither can we allow fame to control our lives. The first thing the Spirit gave me to look at was riches. Now, when we think about riches. We think about material wealth. We talk, think about deep pockets. We think about money. And am I saying that we should not have money? No, not at all, because we know it takes money to be able to survive in this world that we live in. What I am saying is that we should not, not allow money to be our God. What do I mean? I mean you're willing to step over, willing to cheat, willing to kill, willing to do anything to obtain the money to get to where you need to be in life. That's when it becomes a problem. When we put money above everything else, put money above our family, put money above God, put money above our own needs and welfare that's when money becomes a problem. When our everyday focus is money, 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 that is a problem. who doesn't talk against money. In fact, the Bible says the love of money is the root of all evil. It doesn't say that money was evil. It says the love of it was evil. Now, when we begin to look at 1 Timothy 6, chapter the ninth through the 11th verse, we see here that the apostle Paul is yet teaching. He is saying in the ninth verse, but those who chase riches are constantly falling into temptation and snares. They are regularly caught by their own stupid and harmful desires, dragged down and pulled under into the ruins of destruction for the love of money and what it can buy is the root of all sorts of evil. Let's just talk about that for a minute. The apostle Paul was saying those who chase riches, those who continue to pursue, that you wake up thinking riches, you go to bed thinking riches, all you think about is money. Clear here stating that they are constantly falling into temptation and snares. So no matter how much you continue to chase money, you're going to continue to fall into temptation. You're going to continue to fall into snares and tricks. He said they are regularly caught by their own stupid and harmful desires. That does desire within you that continues to drive you to seek after the riches of life is going to drag you down and pull you under into the ruin of destruction. We know that the Bible tells us it would be easier for a camel to get through the needle of an eye than for a rich man to enter into the kingdom of heaven. No, it was not talking literally about an a eye of a needle. It's talking about a particular place that was over in Jerusalem that acted as an eye that a camel could not fit through uh, a a certain doorway or entry was called the eye of the needle but what he was saying it's going to be easier for a camel to get through that that entrance than for a person who chased at the for a person who who loves money to enter into the kingdom of heaven he said for the love of money and what it can buy we've seen personally throughout our life as we look around People that have money or people who are extremely wealthy, they feel like they can buy anything. We have examples all around us of famous people who have gotten sick or gotten ill and they think that they can go and buy the best doctors and the doctors are going to help them find the health that they need. But I'm telling you, money can't buy health. We also have seen examples of how there's people who are with a lot of money, who have done crimes or done things that are wrong or things that are illegal, and because they have a lot of money, they think that they're going to be able to buy their way out of their situation. And we know because we live in this corrupt world, and this corrupt society, many of them have done just that. Many of them have taken that money that they have, that wealth, those riches, and bought themselves out of situations and circumstances. But I do know some things that money can't buy. Money can't buy love. Money can't buy peace. Money can't buy health. Money can't buy joy. Yes, of course, money can buy happiness. Money can buy you a good time. But money cannot buy pure joy. That can only come from God. So it doesn't matter if you have all the riches in the world, there are some things that money just cannot buy. So I'm telling you right now, we have to be careful that we're not making money our God, that we're putting money before everything. I'm telling you, we cannot allow ourselves to become entangled with the love of money and the riches that this world has to offer. 1 Timothy 6, 9 and 11, it continued to tell us that it says that the desires, their own stupid, harmful desires will drag them down and pull them under into the ruin of destruction. So we have to be so careful that we don't allow the desires that are deep down inside of us. Yes, everyone desires to have nice things. Yes. Everyone desires to live in a nice house. Everyone desires to have enough money to support your everyday need. Everyone desires to be able to go into the store and not have to worry or to pull up to the gas station to be able to get gas in your car. The simple necessities of life. But what he's talking about here is he's talking about people who are craving, who are lusting after the riches of this world. Those who are allowing those harmful desires once they receive the riches to drag them down and pull them into Ruin into areas of destruction. It's letting us know that the love of this money. The love of money is the root of all sorts of evil. The Bible gives us examples all throughout the word of God concerning uh, the riches and people with wealth. We know that a very famous passage is the rich man and Lazarus. We know that the rich man, he was dressed in purple and fine linen and he lived a luxurious life every day. But then there also was a beggar named Lazarus who laid at his gate, who was covered with sores, who longed to just eat the crumbs that fell from the rich man's table. And we know that the Bible says even the dog dogs had more pity on the beggar than, than the rich man did. The Bible says that the dogs even came and licked the sores that were on the beggar, but the rich man see him lying there every day as he go and come out of his house, wouldn't even offer him a bite to eat. As a matter of fact, not even the crumbs that fell from his table was he willing to give to the beggar Lazarus. We know the story. We know that they both died and the rich man went to hell, but Lazarus went into the bosom of Abraham. So we have to be so careful when we're and we're putting uh- the desire for wealth above everything we cannot allow again ourselves to be entangled with the affairs of this world another very familiar passage the holy spirit remind me of was mark the 10th chapter beginning at the 17th verse and we know that a rich man came to jesus and jesus was sitting setting and the man ran up to him and he knelt down in front of him and he asked him he said good teacher what must i do to inherit life and jesus began to ask him why do you call me good no one is good but i Our Father in Heaven. Then Jesus proceeded to ask him, do you know the commandments? Do you know um, that you should not murder? Do you should not commit adultery? That you should not steal? That you should not give false testimony or cheat? Do you know about honoring your mother and your father? And then the man replied unto him. He said, teacher, I have obeyed all these since I was a young man. And then Jesus looked at him with love and he told him, he said, you're missing one thing. What I need you to do now, though, is I need you to go and sell everything that you own and give the money to the poor, give the money uh, to to those who are in need. You will have your treasure in heaven. And then he can't. And then come back and follow me. Jesus said to him. Shockingly, this statement took the man for a loop. The man went away sad because he knew he had many possessions. He had a lot of material things. He had a lot of wealth that he was not willing to depart with. I think this is a great example of how this rich young man was uh, entangled with the affairs of riches. He was entangled with the affairs of wealth. He was entangled with the affairs of money. He was entangled with the affairs of his possessions and and getting more material things. He was so entangled that he was not willing to let those things go in order to be able to inherit the kingdom of heaven. A lot of us, we are so engulfed and we are so entangled with things that we own and things that we possess. We want the blessings, but we don't want the blessor. We have to be careful that we don't choose uh, blessings over the blesser because it doesn't profit us anything to gain this world. It doesn't profit us anything to gain the things in the world. It doesn't uh, profit us anything to gain a house, a car, or money in the bank because when we die, we can't take those things with us. It doesn't profit us anything to gain the world and to lose our soul. The most important thing is your soul and not being entangled. You are a soldier in the army of God. You cannot not allow these things to entangle you from pleasing the one who sent you. If God called you to the battlefield, if God called you to give something away, if you're so entangled and so in love with your material possessions, you're not listening to the voice of the one who called you. There's someone else in need in another country. There's someone else in need right next door, but you're so entangled with what you possess, with what you own, you're not willing to depart with these things like the rich ruler. Another thing that the Holy Spirit began to deal with me with as we began to cover uh, the affairs of entanglement, he began to, under business, deal with me with status, deal with me with position. A lot of people are seeking status. A lot of people are seeking positions in this world and we'll do anything. We'll climb over anybody. We'll step over anybody to be on top. We'll step on anybody, cheat anybody to get to where we need to be. The Bible says the love of many has waxed cold so much so that we'll cut our own brother's throat just to get ahead. We'll we'll do anything to get to where we want to be. It doesn't matter who we hurt. It doesn't matter who we cheat. It doesn't matter how they feel. All you think about is yourself. So We get so self-consumed with what we want and what we need and the position that we're trying to get to, we take little regard to anyone else and what they're going through. As the Holy Spirit continued to speak to me, he began to take me to Matthew 20 and in the 20th chapter the mother of James and John asked Jesus for something that was extremely hard and we know here that in this particular passage she's seeking for position, position for her children. Yes, the mother of Zebedee's children, James and John came to Jesus with her sons. She got down on her knees just like the uh, young rich ruler did before Jesus and asked something of him. So everybody is asking Jesus of something. They're coming before him humbling themselves down before him Each one asking Jesus for something that they don't possess within themselves to be able to fulfill. As we go back and remember the rich ruler, he went to Jesus. He knelt down before him. He began to ask him, what must I do to inherit the kingdom of heaven? And here it is again. Now there's the mother of James and John. And we see that their mother came before Jesus. And before she was able to get a word out of her mouth, um, she knelt down in front of Jesus. Jesus immediately began to ask her, what is it that you want? Not that he didn't already know what she want because he's able to discern the hearts of men. He knew what she wanted before she even got there. But here she go with her little spiel trying to get her sons in position. And she began to ask Jesus, I want one of my sons to sit on the right and one of my sons to sit on the left when you become king. Here she is trying to elevate her sons to the position of jesus and jesus went on and asked her do you know what it is you are asking just like many of us a lot of times we're asking god for things that we don't have the power or the capability to be able to fulfill we asking God for a million dollars in the bank. He already know you can't handle a million dollars. They would never see you in church if you had a million dollars. He you asking God for that new car. God, if you give me this new car, I'm going to go pick up Sister Sally. He know that you're not going to pick up Sister Sally. He know you're not ready to be able to handle it. Just like the prodigal son who wanted all his wealth and he began to just begging and, and ask his father for his wealth. So his father went ahead and gave it to him. And what did he do? He went out and he swandered all his belongings. Why? Because he didn't have the capability or didn't have the wisdom and the knowledge to know what to do with it when he received it. So here she is, the mother of James and John, asking Jesus to allow her sons, one to sit at the right and one to sit at the left. And Jesus went on and said, do you know what it is you're asking? Are you you able to be baptized with the baptism that I'm gonna be baptized with? Are they able to take the suffering that I'm about to take? Are they gonna be able to go through the things that I have to go through in order to have the right to? to sit on my right or left. See, a lot of us haven't been proven in what we wanna accomplish. A lot of us, we just want the position, but you don't have the means or the qualification for the position. Yeah, that right there just hit somebody. We don't even have the education that we need to get to where we need to be, but yet we're seeking the position. We're so entangled up with our minds with they won't let me get ahead. They won't give me a chance. I can't get the position. Well, God know that you're not ready for the position yet. He know, he know that if you get the position, then you're going to get high-minded. He know if you get the position, you're going to get the big head. He know that if you get the position, you're going to start talking down and looking down on people. God is not going to allow you to move in a place where you're going to hurt the kingdom and start, instead of help the kingdom. He has enlisted you to be a soldier. Your job is to please the one who has enlisted you. He didn't say that he's giving you a position to be in his army so that you might please yourself. No, you have to please him. He knows the thoughts that he thinks towards you. He knows the thoughts. They are good thoughts and not of evil to give you a future and a hope. He does not want us to be entangled with the yokes of bondage. He does not want us to be entangled with the affairs of this life. So instead of asking for the position, the question we should be asking ourselves, are we able to take the suffering that he had to go through? Are we able to take the baptism that he had to be baptized under? Are we willing to go through the hardship? Are we willing to go through the warfare that we need to go through in order to be a good soldier, in order to please the one who sent us? No doubt many of us are just like James and John. We're quick to say yes. When Jesus asked the question, are you able to deal with what I have to deal with? They immediately said yes. And what did Jesus say to them? Oh yeah, you're going to suffer. You're going to go through just like I went through. But the position on my left and the position on my right, that's not mine to give. So that lets us know that we all shall suffer persecution. we all going to go through something. And that takes us right back to our key scripture in 2 Timothy, uh, the second chapter. When we read down in that verse where apostle Paul was telling him for this cause, I must suffer all things. He said, but I'm enduring this and I'm not ashamed of the gospel. He said, "I'm endure suffering and you also have to endure." In the third verse, he said, "Therefore endure hardness as a good soldier of Jesus Christ." He was letting Timothy know that you all going to have to go through something. You're going to have to suffer, but you cannot allow, allow yourself to get entangled with the affairs of this life while you're suffering. You cannot allow yourself to get entangled with family affairs. You cannot allow yourself to get entangled with affairs of the heart. You cannot allow yourself to be entangled with the affairs of your emotions. You cannot allow yourself to be entangled with sexual affairs. We cannot allow ourselves to be entangled with business affairs of this world. We can't get so caught up with the business of this world and the operation of this world system because we know that the prince of the of the air is in control of this world. This is not our home. We're just passing through. So we can't get so entangled up with the riches of this world. We can't so get so entangled up with trying to reach reach prestige and position of, of this world. And last but not least, we cannot allow ourselves to get caught up with the fame of this world. Trying to be famous, known by many people, to be popular. We know everybody want to be popular. Everybody want to be famous now. Everybody want to be Facebook famous. Everybody want to be Instagram famous. Everybody want to be YouTube famous. Everybody want to be somebody. Everybody want to be known. But the Bible tells us that we should not lift ourselves up. But he said, therefore, if I be lifted up, I will draw men unto us. Our job as a soldier, as a good soldier, is to lift up the name of Jesus. If we lift up the name of Jesus, he's gonna do the drawing. He said, let your light so shine that men might see your good work and then glorify the Father. So it all points back to the Father. The light that's in us that's shining is the light of the Lord, the light of the Holy Spirit that's shining through us. It's not about us people. No matter what we think, it's not about us. It always go back to the scripture. We know that the most well-known scripture in the entire Bible where one wanted to be famous and one wanted to exalt himself was Satan himself. We know Satan was an angel of light. He was beautiful. He was over the music and he wanted to exalt his throne above the most high. He wanted to be greater than god he wants to be like god so he lifted himself up in pride and he also caused a third of the angels to be fallen with him cast down to the earth and we know that satan is now seeking whom he may devour upon this earth his job is to continue to try to keep us entangled with the affairs of this world he is on his job we have to be on our job as a good soldier of jesus christ i'm telling you today if you don't remember anything else i say. You cannot allow yourself to be entangled with the affairs of this life, but we must be a good soldier of Jesus Christ and do everything we can to please the one who has enlisted us into his army. Let's pray. Father God, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we just thank you for this teaching. God, we thank you for part one and now part two. God, we ask that you would just be with each and every one that's listening today. Open up their spiritual hearts that they might receive you. Open up their spiritual eyes that they might see you through the word. God, we just thank you for your teaching. We thank you for what you're doing on the inside of us. Letting us know, God, that it's not going to profit us anything to gain the world, but lose our soul. God, you said in your word, first seek the kingdom of heaven and all your righteousness and everything else will be added unto us. Help us to seek you, God. Help us to trust you ever the more for our supplier of all of our needs. There is nothing too hard for you. Your hand is not too short. Help us to keep our eyes focused on the battle. God, we love you. We trust you. We exalt you today. Search our hearts. Anything that's in us that's not like you, move it out of the way, God. Creating us a clean heart, renew a right spirit, a steadfast spirit that we might be faithful, tried and true a soldier in your army for this day and this time that you have called us to. It is in your son Jesus' name we pray, amen. I wanna thank each and every one who continue to listen to the podcast, who continue to like, who continue to comment. Most of all, we want you to continue to share, share, share. If you have not went to our Facebook page, we want you to do so. We want you to go to Yasha Ministry Walker on Facebook and be a part of our Facebook family. Starting this month in September, we're going to be celebrating four years of our podcast ministry. So on our Facebook page, we're going to be giving away gifts every Sunday for the entire month of September. We want you to be a part of that drawing. All you have to do is go click on our Facebook page, become a part of our family. Also, we want you to listen, like, comment, or share, and your name will go in a drawing that you might receive one of our gifts. It's free of charge, no cost to you whatsoever. I sent it out, I shipped. We're going to be giving away Gift cards. We're going to be giving away gifts, all kind of nice gifts. So we want you to be a part of that. We want you to know also that we have a Let's Wrap relationship page. Uh, we want you to go on that and look for Let's Wrap relationship with the Walkers. Let's Wrap relationship. We do put posts on our Let's Wrap page as well. We want you to be a part of that. We, I want you to know that I love you, Elder Walker. Love you, but you better always know that God loves you more. Until the next time, have a blessed day.